This is Things Have Changed Year in Review, where we put the spotlight on the industries we've unpacked over 2020. Speaking with entrepreneurs and covering the exciting products that they're building gives us insight into what the future of 2021 and beyond will look like and the catalyst that could drive these industries forward. Today, we're covering our experiences speaking with the leaders in the cannabis industry. The legalization of marijuana got one step closer to become a reality at the federal level today. The House voted in favor of the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, that's the MORE Act. And really it's a decriminalization uh, bill. And so it's really um, very similar to, to, you know, the rollback of um, alcohol prohibition and Mm -hmm. how for years, even today, we still have somewhat of a checkerboard effect across the states. But I mean, we're talking about tackling things like interstate commerce, import, export. I mentioned taxes. You know, we would be able to have access to federal banking now, which we currently don't as as a legal business. Potentially companies like ours that are public being able to list on NASDAQ and the NYSE. Job creation, which is a huge, obviously, right now in the middle of a pandemic, um, you know, topic for discussion. You know, it's estimated that with full legalization, 1.6 million jobs could be created. And currently in the legal industry, about 243,000 jobs are now supported with the cannabis industry. So really, there is so much potential to unlock, um, but there are a lot of details to work out. And a nationwide push to relax drug laws, taking a significant step forward. More states, including New Jersey, Arizona, and South Dakota, legalizing marijuana use for adults. And in Oregon, becoming the first state to decriminalize small amounts of street drugs, including cocaine, heroin, and methamphetamine. In every state where cannabis reform was on the ballot in this country, it passed. It passed with overwhelming support. Matter of fact, the only thing that I know that's more popular than getting out of the war on drugs is getting out of the war in Afghanistan. But if we were measuring the success in the war on drugs, it would be hard to conclude anything other than the fact that drugs have won because the American people do not support the policies of incarceration, limited research, limited choice, and particularly constraining medical application. That was Matt Gates, the only Republican in the Senate who will vote yes on the MORE Act, which removes marijuana from the list of scheduled substances under the Controlled Substances Act and eliminates criminal penalties for an individual who manufactures, distributes, or possesses marijuana. So legal weed won big in 2020. With 15 states now legalized cannabis for adult use, there is real momentum now behind it. But how did the year begin? Just like every asset in the early part of the year, it was rattled by COVID-19. I mean, holy moly, man, that that time was insane because we we were not sure if we were going to be essential. Right. There was this moment of 
we weren't in the initial drafts of essential businesses. And the entire industry and community rallied to all the senators, the assemblymen, state, local governments, and said, no, no, we are essential. And when we got that designation, um, it was the day after the huge spike in March when everyone was stockpiling. Like, March was a 420 event. It was just one of those spikes they're like, holy moly, like people are sheltering and they need their cannabis. And unfortunately for some of the towns or states that didn't really have that clear, then you had more stockpiling. So once it was non made essential, everything started flattening out and the risk involved and all that went away, went, uh, went lower. That was David Hua, founder of Meadow a cannabis SaaS company that's dealing with retail and compliance. Who is talking about how his team and the cannabis community hustled to adjust to the stay-at-home orders across the country? So we were sheltering in place about two weeks beforehand as a company. So we were kind of anticipating this happening and we created a guide that helped the dispensaries basically run through the safe, safety and sanitation to how to run their ops, basically SOPs on how to do everything. And then we created a delivery guide as well because the dispensaries that were using us initially on just for retail, maybe not had a website, maybe never did pickup or delivery. We turned them on within 24 hours to learn how to do all of that. A curbside pickup, you know, it was literally on the back end, just switch, 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 now you're good. So they were able to keep their customers. Uh, we saw a 25% shift in retail sales move online to pick up and delivery and, and all of that. Uh, so the agility of the dispensary to meet the new retail world um, was definitely there. And we try to help support our, our dispensaries partners to, to do that. The cannabis industry is used to change. As Hua describes the agility of the firms to stay in business, I'm reminded of how many times regulation has tried to change public perception over cannabis for decades. The drug war, mass incarceration, and the many stringent regulations around its production and operations today. We've been we've on the forefront of change all the time. Like all the time, like, oh man, like child resistant packaging. Okay. Like throw everything out. Like, okay, now we got to do this or, Hey man, you have to have a security guard there for a certain hour of time. You can't go through this door during a certain time. And if you know, if you do you have to shut down operations, like everything. So when it came to mobilizing, no, it was like, let's go. Easy. Um, Easy. If they took it seriously and we were taking it really seriously. Um, you know, we, we, in San Francisco, we're sheltering in place before anybody else. We kind of looked at these trends and adopted this mindset that it's going to get way worse. Set everybody up now and um, you know, try to weather it together. Since regulation is such a big concern in the industry, we had just the person aiming to solve the hurdles faced by cannabis business owners across the country. As cannabis becomes legalized, 
cannabis is also getting more regulation around it. It is a controlled substance. So cannabis is really regulated like the government regulates like poison or weapons in that every step of the cannabis supply chain from seed to sale needs to be tracked. And what that looks like in practice is putting a barcode on every individual cannabis plant. And as that plant changes phase, as it grows or is harvested or packaged or transferred, inputting that data in the state track and trace system. Stacy Hronowski is the CEO and co-founder of Canix, a seed-to-sale software company that tracks everything from growing the product to selling it. So everything from your inventory, sales, costs, and compliance bookkeeping can be done through them. It's really the bedrock software of your business. It's where you track what you have, how much money you're making, what your costs are, um, and then ideally helps you do compliance as well, especially in cannabis since that's such a large part of business operations. And Canix has been one of the most exciting companies in the space. After graduating Y Combinator, they recently were the winner of TechCrunch's Startup Battlefield 2020. It's been a huge year for them and they are just growing like crazy. Yeah, I mean, sales have been ripping. You know, people are smoking and consuming more than ever. Uh, I mean, records are being broken across the country. We had a whole month of 420, guys. I mean, <laughs> right? Like, uh, April, in. June, and July, like, it just keeps ripping. Wait, things are going well? There's startups and cannabis? Sales are ripping? Things definitely have changed. You like that? In the 1970s, about 84% of Americans thought marijuana should be illegal. Marijuana, illegal. Today, 67% of Americans think it should be federally legal. 230 million Americans have access to either medical marijuana or recreational marijuana. That's 70% of the population. That's nuts. In addition to it being for adult use, cannabis seems to be on a path wherein there could be a huge unlock in potential for it to be used as a wellness product. There's a growing consensus on cannabinoids as therapeutic agents, and pharma seems to be getting into this as well. Companies such as Teva, Novartis, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, Sanofi are just some of the pharma companies with cannabinoid-related clinical trials in the US and Canada. So there's a lot going on within therapeutics in general, but experts also say that there are applications in other industries such as consumer packaged goods, so you're thinking about beverages and nutrition, as well as industrial use cases with hemp playing a major role here. What does the future look like? And how do we see the cannabis industry going forward? One thing's for sure, the future is up for grabs. You know, I'd love to see anyone that's been affected from the war on drugs or people that have like suffered through all that, like get in here and get your generational wealth opportunity or like figure out a way to create 
a fund or something that pays out. You know, we have the ability to do that. There's no reason why there can't be a reparations fund that uh, you know goes to people that qualify. And here's what you do, and maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's a few pennies here and there, but eventually it's like it grows and grows and grows. And if you have that early. Then you have that opportunity for upside a decade from now than necessarily trying to start it then because everything's in flux. You can create whatever you want, right?、Um, so I'd like to see that. I'd love to see craft.、Um, like one of my personal goals is to smoke the best cannabis in my life every year, every year. Maybe in the next two three years, what can cannabis help solve? And you know, people have been around it long enough. You can just keep going, right? If you talk about the war on drugs, boom, incarceration. You know, we're talking about defunding the police or reallocation of police resources. There you go. You don't have to deal with any of that. You're freeing up all the cases in、um, their local, you know, jurisdiction that like now goes away. You expunge people's records. They can now work.、Um, all this like. Reversal of resources that no longer have to go there. Then you go into the opioid epidemic, right? Devastating still. Any state that introduces legal cannabis sees a 25% drop in the number of overdose deaths, right? So boom, now you're talking about public health, or you're talking about you know job creation. Cannabis is a job creation powerhouse. Why? Because it's an ecosystem industry. Meaning, if you want to get a license, you have to work with a realtor, a lawyer, an accountant. You have to find packaging. You have to hire people. All of that is there. And what's amazing is, if you can keep it local, then that money can go regenerate its own local piece, and necessarily having like a a conglomerate where your money is going to some you know place in in Montana or something. That doesn't go back to local communities. So I think there's going to be a real big focus and need to focus on local, especially with budget shortfalls. Right, the state's going to go through budget shortfalls. Local, how do you create a new wave? I'm not saying it's going to be the end all, be all, but it'll be a net positive in a world right now where the scale is heavily tipped in the opposite direction with、uh, with where we are macroeconomically and, and locally. For us, even like COVID was huge because people needed to go from retail environments to、uh, e-commerce delivery and pickup.、And、because we had all those features, because our DNA was in this、uh, in delivery. Boom! It just shifted, and everyone could get going. Like within 24 hours, we had a guide on how you should do a sanitation and, and what you needed、uh, to roll with to, to set up a delivery infrastructure. You know, in our minds, the first pitch was thrown this year because、uh, the state track and trace system. When you look at the compliance side,、um, it's also the year where、um, we felt like we've hit a lot of our product milestones that we wanted to achieve. You know, our roadmap was was fairly lengthy and 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 some core components, and that that's all coming together, which is awesome to see.
Hey, thanks so much for listening to our show this week. You could subscribe to us, and if you're feeling generous, well, you could even leave us a review. Trust me, it goes a long, long way. You could also follow THC at THC underscore Pod on Twitter and LinkedIn. This is Things Have Changed. <laughs>